3: it's sports we're doing touchdown we're doing, we're doing, we're doing the five-yard penalty the the, the mariners foul uh, the the the, the, right, the, right. the angels have become the mariners uh, home, uh, all things run. are circles now though uh, <laughs> uh,
4: body checking uh mm-hmm. yep this is the sports yep. episode welcome to it could happen here your favorite sports cast i'm not the host of this episode but i'm talking for some reason uh uh James and Chris why are we talking about sports <laughs> uh,
1: to distract us from the crumbling of society around us uh, but more specifically to talk about how sports are used to launder the reputations of dictatorial regimes uh and i know Chris has got some interesting stuff on Bolsonaro's Brazil and sports oh this and-
3: is this is this is way before that sorry yeah i should mention this this is, this is, okay. this is like this is this is uh this this is this is some wonderful uh, PT era vintage crimes.
1: Oh, good stuff. Okay, yeah, I, I love a Brazilian crime no matter what the vintage. So I'm excited to learn about crimes. How the at-
4: how the NFL legitimizes mm-hmm. the military police state? Anyway, um,
1: yep, and it's yeah. not even football, is it? So multiple things they're doing wrong. Uh. I want to talk first uh, about like the original instance of what we're going to call sports washing because everyone else calls it sports washing too. Uh, So that's like using these big global mega events to launder the reputation of a pretty questionable regime. So the OG instance of this is the 1936 Olympics, which were held in Berlin. Uh, You'll probably be familiar with who was in charge in Berlin in 1936. It was the Nazis. That's a spoiler. Um, The Nazis weren't actually given the Olympics. The Olympics were given to Weimar Germany, uh, which was considerably less shit than the Nazis, but the Nazis took them on and they really ran with them. And lots of the symbology that we associate with uh, the Olympics today, like the raising of flags during the medal ceremony, the playing of national anthems, the parade of flags, uh, at the opening ceremony, the torch relay, Right, the torch relay uh, goes from OG Olympia uh, in Greece to wherever the Olympics are being held. It's, it's this big ceremonial thing, right? That All of these things were created by this guy called Karl Diem, who was a Nazi, to draw stronger links between the Nazi party and the ancient Greeks and position the Nazis, like the inheritors of this classical legacy, right? And the civilized people in a barbaric world, like the Greeks saw themselves. And obviously the Olympics, if you aren't familiar, draws its legacy from a largely mythical construct of a games that did actually happen in ancient Greece, right? So they claim to be like a reconstruction of this Greek tradition. Except in the
4: Greek tradition, everyone was naked, which
1: I think would yeah. make the Olympics much more watchable. We could, yeah, it's, uh, that is one of the I, things I, that is true. I, I would watch the male gymnastics yeah. way more. <laughs> <if they're>, no, <laughs> not just naked, but oiled. Yeah. Was, yeah Honestly,
4: yeah. men's <laughs> men's swimming would be a lot more
1: interesting Yes, it would. Anyway. Uh, yep, Naked Olympics we can get behind. But uh, they didn't bring that back. The Nazis didn't bring that back. They did have some naked statues, but they, they weren't big into nudity. But they fused a whole lot of fascist eugenic shit, right? So the reason that they started having these medal tables was very much to reinforce their idea of the superiority of one race over other races, right? Didn't really work out for them in 1936 because Jesse Owens turned up and owned... Them, uh, lots of different events, and um, Jesse Owens being, of course, a Black American sprinter and long jumper, and and it didn't. Re- well, the the 1936 Olympics did exist, to did help significantly in laundering the Nazi image. They hid away a lot of their bullshit, like they, for instance, like all the Nazi party newspapers, like weren't distributed. For the time that foreigners were in the country, right, they hid away anti-Semitic slogans. They even had a Jewish woman on the German Olympic team because there was lots of sort of fuss and and sort of uh, like neoliberal compl- or like liberal complaining, I guess, about like, oh no, you're being anti-Semitic. Oh, you shouldn't. Oh, look, there's a Jewish person on your team. It's fine. You guys are great. You guys aren't anti-Semitic at all. It's good. We're sorted. And the U.S. did nearly boycott the Olympics. Uh, but they decided not to. And this guy called Avery Brandage, who went on to be a piece of shit of some renown. So like this 1936 Olympics, I guess, set the tone for the use of these massive events to put on a show to the world and bring the world's press and show them what you want them to see and hide the stuff that you don't want them to see, which I think is a nice transition to talking about Brazil. Yeah. So we've talked sort of about that effect. Of it.
3: There, 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 sports has a second sort of, incredibly important mm-hmm. internal political effect which is that when, when when you have a sports thing that's large enough like when you have you know like when you have a world cup you have the olympics show up you have even some the like the super bowl like mm-hmm. you you what, what it basically creates is this like like it basically creates a temporary sort of state of state of exception where just like the, the the sort of the sort of normal function of society stops right and, and you know and th- this can go this can go in a number of different ways like if, if and anyone who's ever lived in Philadelphia like okay there there the, there's a version of this in Philly where like after after the Eagles win like for like 15 <laughs> yeah. hours there are no laws like or like in Indonesia yeah.
4: where they just killed like 30 yeah. people
3: yeah well yeah.
4: That, oh, that, not that's 30 the, like oh, hundred no, no. yeah yeah. Oh, was yeah. it? Was it 130 people dead <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, end? Yes. Oh my Last God. Reward, yeah. Uh, like 135,
1: horrifying. I think. Yeah. Horrific yeah. shit. And yeah well, you, gotta, and,
4: you gotta hand it to sports for killing that,
3: tons of people
1: i think that largely to blame were the cops uh, rather than sports themselves yeah, but, but i
3: mean but that but this, this is the thing about sports right is that in order to sort of like do security blah 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 blah, etc etc in order to like yeah. make sure the games work you can do fucking anything
1: yes right it justifies and, nasty ass shit
3: yeah and you know one, one, one of the things one, one of the sort of like examples that i want to talk about about this happening is one that is really not talked about that much which is the, the 2014 World Cup in Brazil which wound up i think actually having a, a pretty big impact on the way brazilian politics went and also just destroying the lives of unfathomable numbers of people so okay so the the, 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 the this whole thing Uh, Like have been in like since it's happening 2014. It's been in the works since like Lula was in office in like the late 20 uh, like late late 2000s, right? Um, this is this is like this is like one of this is like one of the Workers Party's like big things is that they're 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 going to have this World Cup. Um, they've taken a shit ton of corporate money to do it. They've taken you know they've 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 spent they spent an enormous amount of political capital making sure this is going to happen, and the consequences of it are just like astronomical something like 250,000 people like lost their homes in order to like make way for like the fucking stadiums and the fields and like all of the sort of like bullshit around like all the sort of security theater stuff, all of like just like debate. And, yeah, and this is something that happens with Olympics too, more famously, but like when, whenever you have a sports event like this, there's just this giant cleansing that happens of like anyone who's like on the street, Who's homeless, right? Anyone who's just sort of like doesn't look right, particularly anyone who's black, just sort of like suddenly is like disappeared by the police from this area. um But this this, this particular one in 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 Brazil was interesting because this is happening in 2014. So in 2013, there were like enormous protests in in Brazil, and actually there there had been another like set of soccer events there in 2013, and like. Something like eight hundred thousand people were in the streets across Brazil, yeah. like protesting it. But yeah, I mean, there there were these like there was enormous street movements, It was like like six percent of the entire Brazilian population was in the streets. Um, they, they were like basically started as sort of like anti austerity protests because cities were sort of like were increasing the price of, uh, like fares for stuff, and the, it, it 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 gets the protests get kind of weird very quickly because on the one hand. So, like, you have the Workers' Party in power, right? And, and like, the, the Workers' Party has been sort of sliding right by this point. But you have a sort of like, you have like a, a really militant left that's in the street. You have a bunch of anarchists. You have a bunch of autonomists who are sort of like doing stuff. But then also, right wingers start showing up because it's a protest against the government, and the government's like nominally a left government. And yeah, th- this leads to just a, a, a really confusing state of affairs. But the but you know the the, the next year. This, uh, like, and the protests like keep going for like a long time, and they're still like e- even after like the largest ones are kind of petering out, there's still protests happening. But when the, the World Cup hits, like, the, the World Cup is the like is is one of the sort of like like the urge, like, the law suddenly doesn't work anymore. Like, in, in order to do this, you have to sign like there's something called uh the 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 general law of the World Cup, which is like a bunch of like laws that you have to sign that like physically change what your laws are. Like in 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 order to fucking have this event, <laughs> magnificent, great. I mean, that's actually just, th- that's actually
1: great. You yeah, should do the, more of that. Mm-hmm. The great thing about FIFA is that they've shown a commitment to human rights, equality, and democracy, and so I'm sure those rules are good rules. And they oh yeah, no. So I
3: uh, so there, there are fun things like like it literally like parts of the Brazilian constitution are suspended. Um, what parts? Like well, specifically a bunch of stuff about the right to strike. Like, there's a special court that's set up that, like, admit, like it, that within 48 hours, like, oh, will, yeah. like, decide on whether a strike is legal or not and what the thing is going to be. I, I the remember like, So that's yeah. not very good. That, that, you know, it's, it's, that's, it's
4: real. They're, that they're all not really very bad. Nice. Like,
3: you, like, there's, there's – the, the Brazilian government spends, like, $70 million buying basically police equipment and, like, mm-hmm. from the US, from Germany, and from uh, – israel which is like the 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 holy trinity of good normal (laughs) countries where if you're buying shit from them you're doing a good thing
4: (laughs) see i thought you were going to talk about how you know there's moments in our society where the regular rules of engagement are suspended and in such we can use this moment of extra opportunity to find new ways of liberator of experiencing liberatory freedom oh people people people
3: tried that and 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 instead (laughs) a a bunch of fucking (laughs) literally like they were driving tanks through the street like into like like blockading off like roads leading out of the favelas with tanks like it was it was fucking nuts
1: like some incredible videos of this time
3: yeah there were like laws in brazil about child labor right um. Guess what doesn't apply to FIFA? So you can just, so they can have fucking ball boys. They suspended <laughs> oh, yeah. the fucking, base based, fucking based, child labor. They, they also have they, they have Hell, these. Yeah. There are twenty thousand people who are working for this event, who are who are classified as volunteers. And okay, so they, wait, you can just like use them as basically they started doing slave labor. Um, yeah, what's yeah. the deal? What's the deal? In Brazil, <laughs> well, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I know. Are, like,
4: it's, are they forced into this or do they actually volunteer?
3: Kind of. So, okay, so some of them I, seem I don't to want have to volunteered. minimize the actual. No, like it's not actual
4: slavery. No,
3: it's not actual slavery. Okay, so okay. the Brazilian government do, will do actual slavery, but like this is, <laughs> yeah, this is not quite that, but it's. It's a bunch of people who are kind of it's, it's volunteering. unpaid labor. yeah. But yeah, who who, okay. have, who have no labor rights, like. Uh, and, and and the other thing that happens is there's there are there are enormous crackdowns. Like they, they just start they they start doing the thing that like, I don't, the U.S. does it too. But I th- I think like Canada does this more than the U.S., where it's like, when 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 they know a protest is about to happen, they like go find the like six people who they think are protest yeah. leaders and just arrest them beforehand. They started doing that. They – there's a bunch of people who get tortured. There's a bunch of, like the, – the police are basically just going ape shit. They, like – yeah, they – they there are some – like, there's a point in this where, like, the, the, the garbage workers go on strike. Yeah. And they actually win because it turns out that if in, if in the middle of the World Cup there's fucking garbage piling up on the street, like, it's really bad. But, like, yeah, like, th- th- this has, like – this has a just like absolutely disastrous effect on like just just sort of what's, like everything that's going on in Brazilian politics like um what one of the things that Lula does I'm going to talk about this more in another Brazil episode but Lula it like sent a bunch of Brazilian troops to invade Haiti um which fucking sucks and then those troops came home and they were used to occupy the favelas uh in in Rio yeah. while this was going on and this kind of crushed like what was left of the sort of left that had been in the streets in 20 in 2014 like they just got like in 2013 like they just got they just got stomped because the brazilian police are on un- terrifying and like and li- literally they are deploying colonial troops like in the streets and and yeah and so so this this is a sort of second kind of thing that you can get with sports which is like on the one hand they're used to sort of whitewash regimes and on the other hand they're used as 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 basically a way to like do fascism inside of a state where you can, you yeah. know, like you could, you could do a state of exception, right? Like the law ceases to exist. Uh, the, the the state becomes like this entity that can just sort of like do whatever it wants in order to preserve itself. And it's a way that you can just, you know, you can socially cleanse two hundred fifty thousand people. In which is something that would be like, you know, would genuinely be pretty difficult if you try to do this in any other circumstance. But you know, it's it's sports, so you can just basically do ethnic cleansings. And yeah, it yeah. it sucks ass
1: <laughs> and sometimes you can do it with the support of the other so like uh the uh the world cup is going to uh, qatar right and um, and they one of the things that's happening is it's quote unquote security co- consultants oh, yeah. from the participating nations are coming <laughs> so you have this like incredible situation where like a the qatari um like police chief i believe has been like Hey, uh, for your own safety fans, if you do happen to be gay and it's illegal to be gay right in, in Qatar, like just guys, just don't hold hands with your partner because uh, it's not us who's going to come and beat you up. It's, it's the regular Qataris, right? Like you, uh, you won't be safe and we can't protect you from their violent homophobia. And then we've got like Britain sending soldiers to be like, yeah, let us help you with your security <laughs> consultations, guys. <laughs> you, we need to keep this country safe.
3: Oh um, god. Okay. So do, do do you know what else does violent security consultations? Is it Britain? Yes.
1: Yeah, we are now sponsored uh, by the nation yeah, of Britain is Better return Better shame. help, better yeah. help <laughs>
4: online counseling. If you don't sign up for therapy, a military a military team <laughs> will break through your windows and force you to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. With a cop. That's that is that is the better health guarantee.
6: Visit LiveNation.com ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: And we're back, and I am... Not thinking about people who I know who were physically dragged by cops into therapy. Ah, uh, it's great. It's a great, it's nope, a great country that we country That never happened. In. Never happened.
4: happened. No one's ever been forced to go to therapy <laughs> yeah, yeah. non-consensually. Uh, never happened.
3: It doesn't happen. Yeah. So it, it, uh, yeah. Uh, other things that don't happen include... Include... I, uh, Sports? Yeah, sports aren't real. They're a figment of our imagination if we simply stop, The
4: the ontology
3: of sports is fatally
1: flawed. (laughs) One might say that sports are a way of teaching people to be compliant with rules and to be administrators in a colonial empire.
4: Or people can argue that sports offer a gamified version of the world that allow you to recognize problem solving in fun and creative ways and encourage team building.
1: So that's I, that I don't you not actually join a line squad. I don't actually like sports very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I on the other hand do quite like sports, but uh, I'm aware of the role they play.
3: Okay, so this is like a big thing that the Gulf states do <laughs> um, is particularly do the sports bullshit. And Carter, I think, usually is smarter about it than like so Carter just has better PR people than the Saudis do, and it, I mean they're, they're slightly helped by the fact that they are marginally less bad. Than Saudi Arabia, like <laughs> margin like, okay, like, like this, this, is a, this, this is a this is a this is a this is a fucking a bar that is so low you can trip over yeah. it. Yeah. Like
1: I think we can just say both bad.
3: Yeah. So should we talk but, about yeah. the kafala system yeah, a little bit? It. Okay, so the Gulf states have this thing called the kafala system. Now, and there, there there have been some alterations to it and some things that have made it less bad in the last few years. But basically, This is a system that lets okay. So there's a budget. There's a lot of migrant workers, particularly from Southeast Asia, that like take jobs in the Gulf because they pay. They have the Gulf states have a like a obscene, fanatical, like world rending amount of oil money. Um, and so people, you know, come seeking these jobs because they need to feed their families, and you know, there's a huge amount of oil money here. Like they have just every petrodollar. Um, but the, 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 way this labor system basically works is that like, in order to like be in the country, you, you have to have a job, right? You, you like, you like very specifically have to have a job and your employer has to be there. And so very, very bad things start to happen when you have a group of people who you can just like instantly destroy the life of. And so things will happen where, for example, like, uh, so you, you, you okay. So you, you show up, you show up to Cotter, right? And your boss will just take your fucking passport. Yeah. And it's just gone, right? And, you know, it's like, okay, if, if you don't do literally everything they tell you, like, you, you're not gonna get your passport back. You're just fucked. And this creates a, like, a a, a genuinely, like, very close to slavery, has a lot of the fucking horrors. Like, there have been a bunch of stories of people, like, fucking jumping out of buildings, trying to escape, and then, like, being dragged back. Like, it's fucking horrifying labor conditions
1: um yeah it's and not it's not not indentured servitude no it, yeah <laughs> it absolutely is it's yeah it it it, it is
3: yeah. it is one of the worst it's it's one yeah. of the worst labor regimes on earth that is not literally slavery mm-hmm. it is it, it is it is in the category of technically not slavery but like very Horrific very shit. close yeah it is yeah it is, it is one of the worst things that exists. Uh, a, yeah. a, 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 a serious and genuine solution to if you want to solve like a bunch of the problems of all of the bullshit that's happening in the Gulf region. If you gave every single one of these migrant workers like several artillery batteries and a bunch of assault <laughs> rifles, like, it, 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 like instantly, like so many of the problems of this region yeah. would be solved.
1: Yeah. So I was just uh, looking up statistics. 6,500 of these workers have died in Qatar since it was awarded the World Cup. Like, that's that's uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty alarming um number of like, so it's from India, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, places like that, right? Um, I think, yeah, these people have absolutely no rights and they have incredibly dangerous working conditions. Yeah, often. and also, we gotta like, people are super fucking racist, like,
3: yes, the like, the, it's 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 the, the kind of racism that you get when you have literally, like, basically pure absolute power over someone. It is a it is a fucking trip.
1: Yeah, yeah people and, will literally have to pay off like the debts that they incur. Like you'll pay a recruitment tr- fee or a travel fee to get these jobs. Like we're not messing around when we say it's yeah. an indentured servitude.
3: Yeah, and it's very hard to do that. Your 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 employees could just you know like they can fucking just withhold your pay for
1: whatever the fuck reason because yeah, like, there's <laughs> a s- absolute power. There's like a few... Should I read this one? There's an example of one of these deaths that I could read if we want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this guy, um, Madhu Balapali, I think is his name. He's from India. He was 43. He left his wife and his 13-year-old son, Rajesh, in India to take a job in Qatar in 2013, and they never saw him again. Uh, one late night in 2019, when his roommate returned to his dorm, he found Balapali's body on the floor. Like thousands of other sudden and unexplained deaths, his passing rec- was recorded as heart failure due to natural causes. Despite working for his employer for six years, his wife and son received 114,000 rupees, about a 1,000 pounds, about a $1,000 now as well, in compensation and unpaid salary. Rajesh had no idea why his father died. He had no health problems, he said. There was nothing wrong with him. Yeah, pretty... I will link the Guardian story, but there are dozens of these stories of people who die um, working in extreme heat for long hours with no breaks and terrible conditions. It's pretty terrible shit
3: yeah and a lot of these and also and this is the other thing we should point out is a lot a lot of people have died directly building
1: yes the the stadium
3: stadium yeah which is like just like the, the absolute human horror of why on why are we using like why are we building a giant fucking soccer stadium in the middle of in like in the fucking desert like yeah jesus christ
1: in a place I'm, with no endemic soccer culture. It's not like this stadium is like, you know, gonna be packed week in and week out with the Qatari Ultras doing TFOs and shit. Like it, it just exists for people to come once to, to watch this spectacle and then leave again. I mean it's the same thing with all the Olympics stuff, right? Like they, they, they yeah. like
4: tank a city's economy to build a, a a whole like basically miniature like village in town that then becomes useless after like a month. Um, yeah
1: some of it will just get turned into like i I don't know (laughs) that's what the olympics are for the olympics are like a gathering place for a transnational bourgeois elite and they have always been that right like they when they started for a very long time the olympics had an amateurism clause which meant that like quote-unquote professional athletes couldn't take part which was designed such that like bourgeois people who had enough leisure time to train could compete but working class people who needed to take time off to train, couldn't be compensated for that time off, right? They couldn't even be compensated for their time off taken to travel and compete at the Games. So, like, the Olympics are doing what they're supposed to do, which is is bringing these elite people together. But, like, yeah, Coca-Cola benefits more from every Olympics in the city that hosts it. Yep.
4: Yeah, I mean, and obviously, it's, the Olympics are heavily tied to nationalism, um, and that has a whole bunch of, uh, you know, not great...
1: Yeah, Much of the national um, symbology comes from the Nazis directly, like that whole. Yeah, like-
4: exactly. But also on the flip side of that, there is other stuff like, um, have like uh, Taiwan having to compete compete as Chinese Taipei oh, God, and not yeah. use their <laughs> actual <laughs> flag, which is uh other like. Yes, the alternative would be more you know embracing the country as like a as a nationalist thing, like as its as its own nation. But mm-hmm. still, it's it is. It's still not great that they can't uh, they can't yeah. compete under their actual you know flag and name,
1: and yeah,
3: yeah. And, and 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 you know like and this is like Cotter's kind of weirdly this is slightly backfiring on Cotter a little bit because like Cotter Cotter works the best as a sort of diplomatic power when nobody pays attention to it, and then the <laughs> yes. like absolute fucking brain geniuses uh, the Qatari royal elite were like. What if we fucking drew attention to ourselves and then everyone was like, wait, hold on, this place is fucked, but this has not stopped it. FIFA is like maybe the only ruling sports body more corrupt than the Olympic committee. Like it is, (laughs) it is incredibly staggering, like group of people who have figured out a way to just like help a city ethnically cleanse a bunch of its population and then extract enormous amount of wealth and then look good while doing it.
1: Yeah, it it is. It's it's an exercise in like pointing pointing over there while you steal someone's wallet. You know.
6: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Paul, Sum41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two Door Cinema Club.
3: Yeah, so I think that the last thing I think we want to talk about was talking
1: about what the, the Saudis have been doing this too, because Yes. One of the sports I'm most familiar with, obviously, is like cycling. It's a sport I competed in and it's recently seen this influx of money from uh, petrochemical states, right? So we have like uae team we had a dubai team for a while um we there is like a, a tour of Qatar and a tour of dubai now that like these are not places anyone wants to go ride a bike right they're hot they're flat they're terrible but like uh bike races have always served as a way to consolidate nations right that's why the tour de france exists it's like uh yeah it, 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 it's literally a loop and being like hey you're included in this and it's like in in Europe, they're often used to consolidate nations that exist outside of states, right? Like Flanders, Catalonia, the Basque Country, Wallonia. All of these places have bike races that delineate who, who belongs in and who belongs out. Um, slightly different in, in these petrochemical economies because it more delineates like, look at us, we're a great country and totally normal and you can come here and do sports and, and please don't look at the uh, the way that we treat our workers from Southeast Asia. Like, um, it, it's please ignore yeah. our 17 wars and like yeah, the, all the yeah, school
3: buses yeah. full of children we've blown up like <laughs> yeah. all do the not look at Yemen like yeah which also by the way I, I, I do I do want to just put this for a moment Cotter yeah. also fucking involved in Yemen same with the UAE they nobody ever talks about it they also are fucking doing this do not left them off the yeah. hook for this bullshit uh yeah
1: yeah this it's interesting to see like Yes, it's interesting to see some fan groups organising like against this shit, right? And chiefly, I think it's going to it's about stuff that you're about to talk about. I think, which is the purchasing of clubs by these these very wealthy interests. I find it fascinating to see that there has always been an anti-fascist element in in football ultras. Right, there have always been clubs that have been anti-fascist. Those clubs have always tended to oppose like ownership uh, of of the clubs that they are fans of by finance capital. But it's interesting to see that now articulated against these petrochemical regimes in the Middle East, right? Like, it's Keith from fucking Bolton and his mates who go to the football match (laughs) every Saturday. And now I'm fucking pissed, aren't I? Because I ain't allowing LGBTQ rights in Qatar. Uh, But yeah, it's very funny to see. And also, it's nice to see, right? Like, it's good to see people showing solidarity. Like, you can't display, in theory, you can't display pride flags uh in stadia or anywhere else in qatar right and i know people were talking about taking them anyway uh so maybe someone will do an epic like pride flag or tifo uh at the olympics which would be uh i don't know i've never seen yeah, not they, at the they, olympics they, yeah. at the world they, they, cup they, they might all get disappeared but yeah know. yeah yeah. then the entire uh, approach
3: with caution
1: yeah then, then the stadium yeah. collapses and we go yeah. They, so the
3: the other thing that's sort of been happening is the Saudi's been buying up a bunch of clubs. Like they they brought a uh, uh, Britain's Premier League, uh, Newcastle United team. They just, like mm-hmm. bought it. They they, have, they the Saudis have this this thing called uh, the public investment fund, which is like it's kind of like a a sovereign wealth fund kind of. But yeah. they just use it to like buy shit. And they've they've been doing a bunch of sports stuff. They've also been pushing into esports. Which is oh, been interesting. a disaster, yeah. So they 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 bought the ESL, which is the uh uh does it still stand for Electronic Sports League? I think I so. actually, I think it still does. So are,
4: they're are we talking about esports now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're talking about fucking. Yeah. This isn't okay. Okay. So,
1: oh, uh, are we? Are you about to be a bigot and say esports aren't sports? <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: they're video games. Yeah, No, it's better than regular yeah. sports. This is, this yeah, is chess, they but they're different. Chess yeah, well, was but, the okay, Olympics. So <laughs> the, 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 same,
3: the, the, the same shit is happening here. So the ESL is like one of the, it's, it's, it, it basically ate a bunch of the other, so there used to be a bunch of sort of circuits for a bunch of different like eSports games, right? Things like Counter-Strike, seems like uh, StarCraft. Um, those are the sort of, I think there's another, what's the other big one that ESL does? Um,
1: uh yeah, ESL seems TV. to be mostly count Yeah, it's it's, it's
3: mostly counter-strike and they 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 basically consumed all of the like StarCraft. So there used to be IEM and DreamHack that did stuff and they've like eaten them all. And the ESL just got like bought out by Sa- like, like the Saudis fucking investment company by and 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 by 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 a new sort of like media group thing at the saudis forum that's headed yeah. by fucking former activision uh ceo brian ward Actually, i should unbelievable is, I can... yeah. Who, who, yeah who's the guy who engineered the fucking activision blizzard merger and is now going on to uh do this bullshit the savvy games group yeah, I mean great, like like t- like e-sports e- 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 as always there's funders have always sucked. I, like a bunch I, of the stuff is funded by like fucking cryptocurrency right now. I can't, but I this, can't they take somehow find something that called currency. e
4: sports. I just nah, you great. can't take best. it seriously. It's the best. But yeah, they, I, they, I, they, I, they I, the Saudis have taken shame. my
3: beloved StarCraft league. I will be waging an unending holy war against them until they fucking cease to exist.
1: And yeah. Yeah, become a StarCraft 2 again. It it sucks. All
4: I know about esports is Sonic Fox and Smash Brothers. That's all I know because everything else oh just God. seems like people Rip. who are
1: having a fun time playing video games, and that's great. Uh, it eh. was very uh, so. My uh, my postdoc was funded by the IOC, and like at the time I was there, there was this massive like. First of all, there was like a lot of boomers discussing if esports were sports, and then whether they should be incorporated <laughs> in the Olympics. And it was just extremely funny to watch like. These people completely fail to understand the fundamental, like, uh, you know, sports are physical contests with the metal element, right? It doesn't matter if you're moving your thumbs or your whole body. But it was very funny to watch these people yeah, have also, discussions I, I, about
3: I, 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 I want to say this because this is, a, okay, so this it, is really funny, but also people get, like, really seriously injured doing esports shit. Like, <laughs> particularly with soccer players. There's a lot of soccer players who are, like, yeah. fucking paralyzed, who have, like, like serious what? nerve damage to their spines. Yeah, because they, they have, like starcraft players like especially in the older days you know people like practicing 16 hours a day right and they're sitting Ooh, in a chair yeah. and they're they're fucking like you know they have like 400 uh, yeah. apm right so you're doing like like 600 actions in a minute and uh. people's people's wrists just explode. like people get fucking like damage to their spines mm-hmm. they get nerve damage
1: like all this I shit happens a- it sucks um I have a friend who's a uh, human physiologist who used to work for the Department of Defense here in San oh, no. Diego, uh, helping like you know like high speed army people be better at killing people, uh, a navy people I guess in San Diego, and then left to work for Red Bull in their esports division. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To be this human physiologist who like yeah optimizes people's setup so that they're yeah. at the right angle and like gets well, some actually training. I guess stuff. we
4: won't be happy until Taiwan is playing Fortnite in a. Democratized, decentralized <laughs> yeah. esports league that has union workers, uh, and yeah. I guess that's what we're advocating
3: for now.
1: Uh, yep, that's the one goal of this podcast. There is a, there's a uh, Myanmar National Unity Government esports team. So, actually, there, to them.
3: there there was actually a whole thing in competitive StarCraft where someone someone held up someone held up a Hong Kong flag, and they fucking like they they, they, <laughs> they cut the stream and fucking I fired this the, actually fired the two. Like, like they—they they not only right. fired the guy who held the thing up, they fired the two fucking casters who, like uh, it, who were just there while it yeah. happened. Yeah. So right. this critical sucks. respect.
1: That's that person funny. is the uh, the John Carlos. That's the raised fist moment of esports. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Fuck sports do bad things make them do good
3: things overthrow your mm-hmm. local governments. uh yeah. yeah
4: i mean the the revolutionary po- i mean this this has been written about by like actual academics but the revolution oh, yeah. but the revolutionary potential of like soccer hooligans and f- oh yeah f- football hooligans are like is massive like yeah one one, one, day,
3: of- one, one one day we'll do an episode about the fucking mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 turkish soccer ultras who fucking stole a backhoe and were driving it around yep. turkey 2013 destroying fucking police barricades with it sick yeah, as yeah, shit yeah, yeah
1: every and lots of like in Tahrir square there were egyptian ultras were leading yeah. the, in the maidan it was ukrainian ultras um there's a really good book called 1312 uh which people should read if if they're interested in like the political uh potential of football ultras
4: we we, sh- we should do something about uh like hooligans in general but yes this was supposed mm. to kind of be about the various ways that there's sports things that are kind of messed up
1: yeah Maybe oh, and, even and just like one, one, regular one more no thing. Olympics.
3: One more thing: yeah. y- you can stop these fucking giant mega events from happening in your city. Like people, people successfully do this. They've done this with the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They've done this less with the World Cup. But yeah, and if you can do that, like please do. Like, don't you? You don't have to let these fucking sports company bullshit like execs
1: ethnically cleanse your city. You just don't. Yeah. You can stop. Look them. up no Olympics, LA is something yeah. that people in the U.S. should look up. Um, yeah. There are an yes, organization that is, we're supporting. Th- that
4: is your action item for today is look up mm-hmm, no olympics. I think we've talked about no olympics before but I think look We've
1: spoken up. to no olympics on the podcast um, I think.
4: And the last thing I will I will give an easter egg. There's there's one sport I actually un, like unironically enjoy. Curling. Like, tr- no, not cur- Fuck you you racist. <laughs> Anti-racism.
0: <Canadian laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people